of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello. And we are about to leave Houston. I almost said still in Houston. Technically, we're still in Houston, but we're about to leave Houston to head up to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where we will see a game Tuesday with the Angels playing the Texas Rangers and uh, what's really nice about that is, one, we're going to be staying at my mom's house in Dallas. That'll be nice. Very and nice. And it two, is my 30th game. Is that what you're going to say? No, I was not going to say that. Ah, uh, well. It's my 30th uh, game and I beat 30th you. 30th stadium. Uh-huh. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Um, but two, we'll be seeing the Angels again, like we saw at Minute Maid Park Sunday night. And several times before that. Just two before that in in Anaheim and in Phoenix. What was really neat about the Sunday night game that we went to, though, was Mike Trout was was playing. He was off the DL, and Shohei Otani was pitching the Japanese phenom two-way player who plays in the outfield. He's a DH. He's uh, the, a pitcher. The kid does everything. He got tagged a little bit, though, uh, by the Astros. He did. We saw a good game, though. It was. Astros won 4-2. to two. We went, uh, well, first of all, it was dog night. So Holmes went to his third game of the year. And as Holmes does in typical Holmes fashion, he pretty much just laid there and looked around and was quiet the whole time. Yeah, he enjoyed. He met some other doggies there while we yep. were running we around. Were, we, we were sitting in front of a dog celebrity. We were. Orbit. The owners took their dog, who they dyed using Kool-Aid, dyed him to look green, and they put a little hat with like alien antennas on it with little baseballs to make him look like the Astros mascot, Orbit. The name of the dog is Barkley. He was like, what was he? He was a big poodle, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not really sure. Labradoodle, maybe? Anyway, he was a bigger dog, poodle mix of some variety. Yes, and he won the, he won the costume the contest. The dog costume contest, yeah, before the game. So people realized this, and when they were walking the dog in the concourse, they were getting stopped because people wanted to get their photo with Barkley, the Orbit Astros dog. Yeah, it was very cute. It was, super cute. And it was so fun to uh, take a walk around the warning track with it the dog. It was. So we were not able to do that in Washington, D.C. or Cincinnati because, well, one, I don't even think they did it in Washington, D.C., but in Cincinnati, we missed it by about five minutes. We were a little too late getting there. But, yeah, that was neat. And we will get those photos up at the Home Run on Wheels photo gallery of Patty. Uh, I took the photo, so it'll be Patty uh, walking homes around the warning track at Minute Maid Park. That was fun. There's also a Facebook Live uh, video that... Um, I think I can probably share that to the Home Run on Wheels page from my account, from my Facebook account. So we'll get that up there too. Uh, thank you to all those who, like Kay and, and Craig and everybody else who commented on that. Ed, uh, appreciate it. Mark, it's really neat when you go to a, a, a dog day or a bark in the park, pups in the park, different teams call it different things, but it, it's fun. It really is to see the dogs there. And especially when you have like, 
a couple of dogs barking and then you'll hear like a dog on the other side like respond <laughs> right i thought it was interesting that you made a comment that okay we did the warning track walk and went back up and you're like okay now a bunch of people are gonna leave but they didn't no they didn't everybody stayed and they I were mean, all enjoying the game sixth inning or so people started to leave which i'm okay with because when it was 35 degrees at nationals park in washington dc yeah we left after the sixth inning we left you know yeah and it wasn't weather related but that was a long game yeah, a nine-inning game in Houston, and it took four almost a full four hours to play that. Like I said, the Astros won. We went with my brother, Ben, and his girlfriend, Bailey, also joined us. And Ben works at Halliburton. It was kind of neat when Alex Bregman hit a home run that went off the Halliburton sign that was in left field. Yeah, that was probably pretty funny. There's a lot of dents on those signs out there. Yeah, you did. I didn't realize it until we saw that home run hit the Halliburton sign. And then you look at that, it's like, Wow. A lot of balls have hit those, and you got to think most of them are most of those dents are probably from batting practice. Right, that makes sense. Uh, it was fun, Minute Maid. It's fun. I mean, it helps probably that the Astros are the defending World Series champions. I mean, we were there on a Sunday night. Now, granted, nobody has to work, or not. I shouldn't say nobody, but you know, a lot of people have Monday off, so it was a sellout Sunday night against the Angels. I mean, it was a packed house for sure. Well, in the previous game we went to was well attended as it well. It was, and that was a Tuesday night. And there was no special event going on. Although, I take that back. Every Tuesday at Minute Maid Park is Dollar Dog Night. That's true. And they had that very efficiently set up. They are like, collect your dollars and here's your dog and yep. on you go. Unlike Sunday where the concourses were jam-packed and it didn't help that they had part of the concourses kind of uh, fenced off for the dog area. Right. Uh, oh my God! It created the a flow cluster. was not good, and yeah. one of the escalators wasn't working. And who but who puts escalators right in front of the, right in the middle of the concourse? Horrible design at Minute Maid Park. That's one of the the bigger flaws of that of what otherwise is a really nice stadium. It is a nice stadium, and I think I saw that one other place. I can't recall exactly where. It's kind of funny because Ben, my brother, who works at Halliburton, pointed out that like of the ten or twelve sponsor signs that were in the outfield like nine of them were oil company related including Halliburton well I guess that makes sense given where we're at yeah in Houston I, I'm still kind of like in shock that like this trip of ours is going to be coming to an end here in like two or three weeks like we're going to be done yeah we're down to three more stadiums yeah we're trying to work on a big thing in St. Louis uh, September 16th, another Sunday night game with the Cardinals against the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Celeste Dominguez, the CEO of Children's Hope Alliance, is going to be flying up from Charlotte for that game. And we are super excited to have her at Bush Stadium with us to for, as like our big finale. Yeah, we're very excited that she and a bunch of our friends and family are going to be joining us for that game. And I'm looking forward to, of course, getting back to St. Louis, seeing our friends and family and the stadium I know so well. You do know that stadium pretty well, and so do I. Probably the stadium I've been to the most just because of our, our time together in St. Louis. We will also interview Celeste. As kind of, you know, we, she was the first guest we had on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And, she was. And she will be one of the last guests we have on this trip because we're, we're going to interview her, kind of like get her feedback on our season, You know what kind of response Children's Hope Alliance has had, and... Uh, We'll talk more about what we have planned over the next couple weeks right after this word from Children's Hope Alliance. 
You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. In 2014, there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the U.S. That's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn how to give hope to a child. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when he opened the door for them being my foster parents, he also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast and Patty. We didn't do a lot of sightseeing in Houston, but we did go to one place that you as a space nerd absolutely have had to see. Yeah, I love space stuff, for <laughs> lack of a better word. And when I was younger, I actually considered going into aeronautical engineering, but I ended up not doing that, obviously. Right. So I just really enjoy that. I enjoy the science aspect and all the interesting exhibits they have showing the capsules. I can't imagine getting into some of those capsules. Like there, I know, right? There was one that was like two people. There was one that was one person. And then there was one that was like four people, I think, and was very small. Very, yeah. And there's no bathroom in there. You you basically, you, I mean, your suit is your is your toilet, basically. Right. <laughs> and then you contrast that with, well, some of the later rockets had more space in them at what, uh-huh. or what have you. But then you contrast that with the shuttle. Right. It's amazing how far. Yeah. And I, I actually don't think we came. said what we're talking about. We're talking about the Johnson Space Center, NASA headquarters in Houston. We, we went there Saturday spent a few hours there did one did the tram tour uh walked around the main uh visitor center uh and they do have a shuttle the space shuttle independence that is piggybacked on the back of an airplane and it's really neat to see how you're talking about the science and just like the engineering the engineering that went into making a a boeing airliner as a piggyback jet for a space shuttle Right, they took all the guts out of it to lessen the weight, and then they reinforced the fuselage so that 
it could carry the weight of the shuttle being on top mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, and they, they added things to the back end of it uh, uh, by the rudder just to make sure that you know it could it it wouldn't like spin or whatever. And it was neat because they actually like worked this thing out with a remote control airplane several times before they before they finally got it or thought they had it right and then they actually did test it out with kind of a gutted out plane and a gutted out shuttle um just to make sure that it would fly right and it was unmanned when when they did the initial test flights but no that that was really really interesting and yeah i would highly recommend the johnson space center and then when we were in florida what the best part of that was the mission control Oh yeah, from that the was Apollo really neat. missions. Yeah, and we learned that uh, they could not film some of the scenes for Apollo 13 at Mission Control because in the at the time in the 60s everybody smoked. Well, they wanted to like for the actors to like you know have it be they wanted li- it to be authentic, a li- little more authentic, right? They wanted to have smoking inside that again. And uh, yeah, they would not allow that at all. So they did film those scenes elsewhere. But some of the scenes for Mission Control for the movie Space Cowboys with Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones were actually filmed at the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And right now they're undergoing a renovation because next year July twentieth, fiftieth anniversary yep, of Neil Armstrong's first walk, which they filmed right there in Houston. Ha ha. <laughs> There is like a uh, a reenactment, or not not a reenactment, but a... Uh, um, a diorama. Yeah, of the spacewalk. There's also a movie coming out with Ryan Gosling about Neil Armstrong called First Man that's going to be coming out in October. I did not know that. I yeah. would be happy to see that. Yeah. But we're leaving Houston today, heading up to Dallas, staying at my mom's, and as you alluded to earlier, it will be your final Major League Baseball stadium because you have already been to Kauffman Stadium, and obviously we used to live in St. Louis. You've been to Bush Stadium, so I mean, you're going to be done. Are, are, are you? Are you even going to go to Kansas City and St. Louis with me? <laughs> yes, I kind of have to. <laughs> um, and I am looking forward to it, especially after being to all these other stadiums and then coming in with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun to compare and contrast, and I'm excited to see your reaction to Kauffman. Again, I don't think it's going to be rise to be the the number one probably but it's going to be up there you I have think. raved about the stadium ever since we were in no Milwaukee. no i haven't raved about it i that's overstating yeah, it what have whatever my point it what that i made was about the, the tailgating. tailgating and they have a really good place for tailgating and i just love the two stadiums being right there next to each mm-hmm. other i think that's kind of cool one thing that's really cool about globe life our, our tickets, I should say, for Globe Life, not the stadium, but um, we found out from a, a former Army soldier, uh, an Army veteran in Denver who we met, and he told me, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, he told me about vettix.org or .com, uh, but V-E-T-T-I-X, told me about that, and through that, I wasn't able to get free tickets for a Rangers game, but I got really dis- like super discounted tickets. We are sitting in section 37, which is like field level down the first base line. I got six tickets. Unfortunately, my sister and my nephew aren't going to be able to go, but we're going to have to get rid of those the two of those tickets. But I got six tickets for $73 grant total. Yeah, that's a great deal. It is for field level like that. So um, vet ticks, if you're a veteran listening to this, check it out, sign up. You don't have to submit any paperwork 
uh, to prove you're a veteran, you just uh, you you have to. There is a verification process, but it's super simple. Um, yeah, yeah. Vettix.org. It's really easy. I highly recommend it because it helped us out here. And I wish we would have known about this. Like I don't know in March. Right. <laughs> it it could have come in handy. We can apply it in in the future. Yeah. Hey, I told you Taylor Swift is going to be in St. Louis when we're there. Have fun. <laughs> you enjoy that concert, honey. All right. Well. We're going to sign off here in this Labor Day edition of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And when next we speak, we'll be in Dallas, Texas, and we will discuss our trip Tuesday to Globe Life Stadium for the Angels and Rangers. Until then, have a great week. And as always, thank you for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. 